This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. And Jesus and his disciples went into Capernaum. And when the Sabbath day came, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And just there was, just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have we do, you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. And they were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, what is this? A, a new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And at once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of the Galilee. The gospel of the Lord. And so, Heavenly Fathers, we come to your word. We pray that we would hear not just the words of men, but the words of God. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. I want to take that as my text this morning from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. If you're making use of the Pew Bible, you can find that text on page 900. 94, page 994, Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, and beginning at verse 21. And this morning I want to talk about Jesus, more than a teacher, more than a man. Jesus, more than a teacher, more than a man. Indeed, if you spend any length of time reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's impossible not to notice that wherever Jesus went, people were amazed. They were amazed at what he said. They were amazed by what he did. And that's because he was always more than anyone ever expected. And that's because Jesus is more. And the first thing I'd like us to notice is that Jesus is a teacher, but he's more than a teacher. Indeed, notice again verses 21 and 22. And they came into Capernaum immediately on the Sabbath. He entered the synagogue and was teaching, and they were astonished. As they would say in the north of England, they were gobsmacked. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Now to understand the context in, in which our text finds its spot, we have to move back just a few verses. Indeed, in verses 9 through 11, we have the baptism of Jesus by John in Judea on the Jordan River. And then a few verses after that, we see Jesus in his 40 days in the Judean wilderness where he was tempted by Satan. And then we come to verses 14 and 15, where we read of this, the start of Jesus' ministry in the Galilee. And there we read, verse 14, And now after John, that is John the Baptist, was arrested, Jesus came into the Galilee proclaiming the good news, the gospel of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled. This was his message. 
which wasn't very much different than the message of John himself. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel, the good news. After that, in verses 16 through 20, we have Jesus calling his first disciples, Peter and his brother Andrew and James and his brother John. And the text says that after Jesus called them, they stopped what they were doing and they followed him. Which brings us then to our text in verse 21, and they went into Capernaum. In fact, that was the hometown of Peter and Andrew. They went into Capernaum that's located on the northwestern shore of the Sea of Galilee. I've stood on that shore. And immediately on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and he was teaching. And Mark continues, verse 22, And they, that is the people in the synagogue, were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them in a way they had never heard anyone teach before. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes, which was something they were familiar with. And so the people were astonished by what Jesus said and the way in which he was saying it. Indeed, in Jesus' day, the scribes, that is, the teachers of religious law, taught based upon the authority of the recognized and celebrated rabbis of the past that came before them, and, and, and uh, these rabbis, they would uh, often uh, quote them to add weight to what they were saying. But Jesus never did that. In fact, one of the things that's missing, as much as we talk about Jesus being a teacher and a prophet, one of the things that's missing is one of the things that's a key feature in the Old Testament, and the prophet says, Thus saith the Lord. But Jesus never said that. You know why? Because he is the Lord. He doesn't have to introduce himself. It's him. And so he just spoke. And he didn't quote the rabbis and, and, the, and the Babylonian Talmud and all of these other things that held such power and sway with the people of his day, the Jews. He never did any of that. He taught based upon his own authority. And often he would even challenge the tradition of the rabbis. In fact, there's an illustration of this in the famous Sermon on the Mount recorded for us in chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. But in chapter 5, Jesus says five times, you've heard it said, but I say to you. That formula had never been used, ever. It was completely new to him. You've heard it said five times, he said it. Number two, you've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. And so Mark says, and when they went into Capernaum, they immediately on the Sabbath entered the synagogue, and Jesus was teaching, and the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. In John chapter 7, we're told an interesting occurrence. Members of the Sanhedrin in Jerusalem had, on one occasion, sent some of the officers of the temple guard to go and arrest Jesus as he was teaching in the temple. But they couldn't seem to bring themselves to do it. (laughs) 
These were, you know, the tough guys. Law, they were enforcers. And yet when they went back uh, to the chief priests and the Pharisees, it says the officers came to them. And then the, the chief priests and the Pharisees said to them, And why didn't you bring him? We sent you to go arrest this man. And the officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. And that's because while Jesus is a teacher, he's also more than a teacher. Jesus isn't just a teacher of the truth. Jesus is, as he says in John 14, Jesus is the truth. And so that's the first thing I want us to notice. Jesus is a teacher, but he's more than a teacher. Secondly, Jesus is a man, but he's more than a man. Indeed, notice, verse, beginning at verse 23, and immediately there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. I thought, I, this is an extraordinary thing. What would this man or these evil spirits, why would they be hanging out at the synagogue? It's interesting, in M. Scott Peck's um, famous book, People of the Lie, one of the things he says in the book is that people of the lie like to hang out in church. What an extraordinary thing to say. I don't know if anybody even knew that this man was possessed. But Jesus shows up, and the demons can't keep silent. He's a major irritant to them. <laughs> Notice. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an evil spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. <laughs> and so Mark says that while Jesus was teaching, there's a was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit in the New Living Translation, uh, 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 an evil spirit. Indeed, he, he is a man, a man possessed. And Mark continues, and he, this, this uh, evil spirit from within the man, cried out, what have, you do, what have you to do with us? Which is a really an extraordinary expression. It's one voice speaking on behalf of others, apparently. I'm going to give the congregation a break and say that he's referring to the other demons that are inside of this man. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. The Holy One of God. And so the people may not have known who Jesus was, notwithstanding their astonishment. They knew he was different but probably didn't have any full grasp of who he was, but the demons did. The demons knew that Jesus is more than just a man, that Jesus is the Holy One of God, which is reminiscent of what the angel, told, angel Gabriel told Mary about the child that she, was, that she would conceive. In Luke chapter 1, and the angel answered Mary and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow and therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, Son of God. 
And so the evil spirit from within the man said to Jesus, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Mark continues, verse 25, and, and Jesus rebuked him and said, Be silent! It's not time. My hour has not come. I don't need you to witness to who I am. In fact, at this point in my ministry, I just want people to know that the kingdom of God is near and so repent and make straight God's way. Be prepared to meet God. And so Jesus said, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing the man, twisting him, and you can just see this. Convulsing him and crying out, shouting with a loud voice. Can you imagine the sound of this blood-curdling, demonic scream? And he came out of him. And all the people were amazed. I suspect you could have heard a proverbial pin drop. They would have been able to hear the air conditioning if they had any. And all the people were amazed so that they questioned amongst themselves saying, what is this? What is, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. Not your usual Sabbath day worship service. He commands even the unclean spirits that scare us to death. He tells them what to do. And they do it. Verse 28, and at once Jesus' fame spread everywhere throughout the whole surrounding region of the Galilee. And this is the Jesus that you and I believe in. It was Corrie ten Boom who spent 11 months in a Nazi concentration camp for together with her family hiding Jews in Holland during the Nazi occupation of Holland during World War II. In fact, she was put into that concentration camp just 11 months before the end of the war, after which she was rescued by the Allied forces. But many, many years later, decades later, in a TV interview, she said, the devil is strong, but his power is limited. But Jesus' power knows no limits. And this perhaps gives new meaning to Paul's famous words to the believers in Philippi, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And perhaps even now there's something that you're going through, something that's proving to be a great, huge challenge in your life. Which also reminds me of something that Jesus said in the Gospel of John. Gospel of John 16 and verse 33. I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. And so whatever you might be going through even today. Don't forget. 
that not only is Jesus willing to help, Jesus is also able to help. Amen? Amen. Jesus, more than a teacher and more than a man. Let us pray. Oh, dear Jesus, and to think that you've always known me, that you've always known us, even before the foundation of the world, even before the, the speaking of the universes into existence, we were on your heart. And when you died on the cross, you did so thinking of us. And for you, it was all worth it. Just because you love us so much, it's hard to wrap our, our minds around it that you would even care. But you do. You do care. And he who spared not his own son, how much will he not also with him give us all things? Help us never to forget, Lord. Help us never to forget, dear Jesus, that you are our shepherd. Indeed, you said, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for the sheep. <laughs> and I came that they might have life, and that more abundantly. May we love you, Lord, in some, some way similar to the way that you love us. And follow you with all of our heart. Because while we may not be worthy, you are. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.